This episode of The Incubator is proudly sponsored by Kiesi. It is a paper called Effects of Prophylactic Probiotics, Supplementation mm. on Infants Born Very Preterm or Very Low Birth Weight. Uh, first author is Arpita Chirovulu. I hope I pronounced this correctly. My apologies. Um, the background section is what you would expect of a paper on probiotics, right? Um, probiotics are live microorganisms. And when administered in adequate amount, they confer some form of health benefit to the host. That's the definition. Now, what we know is that the intestinal flora of patients with neck has a predominance of proteobacteria and significant reduction in the diversity of species. Um, nematosis, the pathognomonic sign for neck, is due to abnormal bacterial fermentation. And so the theoretical thing is that they're optimizing the preterm gut microbiome with probiotic is a favorable strategy to prevent neck. We're not really going to go into all the different meta-analyses, all the different things um, about the evidence behind probiotics. I think, I think there's a lot of strong evidence to support the use of probiotics. It's still a subject of contention. So I'm, I'm staying, staying far away from this for now. What is the goal of the study, though? The goal of the study is something that I think for any unit who is currently on the fence, doesn't know what to do. I mean, this is the kind of study that's interesting. This is a, a group that basically decided to report a pre- and post-implementation uh, of probiotic on their cohort uh, to evaluate the effects of routine prophylactic administration of a multi-strain NICU-specific probiotic product in infants who were born preterm um, in basically a unit in North Texas. So I think what's interesting, for example, is that we use probiotics. Um, we don't use the same probiotics that was used in this in this trial. However, we have colleagues from institutions from our neighboring institutions who are not using it. And they what did they do? They reached out to us and like, hey, what are your experiences like? So I think people reporting it in this in this fashion is actually very helpful because you're like, oh, let me see, let me see what this unit in North Texas who has started a process, what was their number, what how did they do it? So I think this is not a paper to really shatter the current body of evidence on probiotics, but it does it does provide a lot of interesting information. So this is done in a unit that admits about 150 very preterm infants in year, each year. Basically, it's a prospective and retrospective study. So it's prospective for the cohort that received the probiotic, but then they retrospectively used uh, data for the, for the... So it's a historical cohort uh, for the control. And they compared basically their experience after one year of using the probiotic and to basically a one-year uh, duration of infants who did not receive the probiotic uh, in the past. They excluded infants who um, uh, death or discharge prior to the first dose, uh, death within 48 hours after birth, or complex congenital uh, anomalies. So... What is it that they use? So they implemented the routine use of a uh, multi-strain uh, probiotic provided by uh, the company Similac. And basically, for uh, people who are interested, this actually uh, probiotic provides 1 billion colony-forming unit for 0.5 grams of the, of, the, of the sample. And it has Bifidobacterium lactis, Bifidobacterium infantis, and Streptococcus thermophilus. Um, what I think is very interesting is that they outlined their whole protocol for giving the probiotic. And I think that's something that people very are also interested in. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to go through it. So the probiotic packet is mixed in 3 ml of sterile water in a dedicated place 
by the nurse. There's a lot of concerns about probiotic contamination, so they did that in a separate space. The first dose was given within 48 hours after birth, after the first feed of mother's colostrum, or donor breast milk if they didn't have colostrum. It was administered through the gavage tube, replacing a feed equivalent to the feeding volume if the infant was receiving less than 3 mLs of feed, and if the feeds were 3 mL or more, then the 3 mL of probiotics was given in addition to the feed. The probiotic was followed by a flush of 0.5 mL of sterile water, and subsequently, uh, the probiotic was dosed once a day until the infant reached 35 weeks postmenstrual age or discharge, whichever was earlier. The contraindication for the administration of the probiotic in their unit was uh, any breach in the gut integrity from conditions such as SIP or NEC stage 2 or more. The primary outcome of the study was NEC. Uh, NEC was described by the group as clinical or radiographic criteria. Basically, the infants must have at least one of the following signs, either bilious gastric aspirate or emesis, abdominal distension, or occult slash gross blood in the stools, in the stool, no fissure, and at least one of the following radiographic findings, pneumatosis, portovenous gas, pneumoperitoneum. Neck needing surgery was specifically differentiated from SIPs. Um, the other outcome of interest were death and late onset sepsis. Other major neonatal outcomes included BPD, ROP, and IVH. So basically, um, their prospective group included 125 infants. So they basically took a cohort of 126 infants and there was no significant differences in the maternal uh, characteristics between the group. The median gestational age at birth was 29 weeks, and the median birth weight was 1,200 grams. Although there was um, no significant differences in the incidence of uh, late-onset sepsis, the median evaluation for suspected late-onset sepsis were significantly lower in the probiotic group compared to the no-probiotic group. I think that was an interesting finding. Um, the incidence of neck decreased from 6.3 to 1.6% in the probiotic group. However, this was not statistically significant, mm -hmm. but it's an impressive decrease. Mm -hmm. The other characteristics and outcomes, including the incidence of death, were similar between both groups. The median age at which they started the probiotic was 33 hours of life, and they were given until 35 weeks PMA. The growth velocity was significantly higher in the probiotic group compared to the no probiotic group, 14 versus 13 grams per kilo per day. And so you may wonder, you miss, I mean, when you read this, the, the results so far, you say, well, then I don't have issues with 29 weekers getting neck. Like, this is not my problem. My problems are the smaller ones, right? The, the very mm. immature ones. So I don't know if that really applies. So I think the team realized that and they did a subgroup mm -hmm. analysis only including the ELBWs. <clears throat> And so that reduced the cohort to about 76 infants, 34 in the probiotic group, 42 in the historical cohort. And there, what they found was that um, <clears throat> the, there were no cases of neck in the probiotics group compared to an incidence of 14.3% in the historical cohort. Yeah. And that was statistically significant. Statistically significant. <laughs> uh, there were no significant differences in the other outcomes of interest between both groups. I think that's very interesting. The conclusion was that uh, the authors found that routine prophylactic supplementation of a, of a NICU-specific uh, probiotic in infants born very preterm or very low birth weight was associated with a reduction of neck that is consistent with the literature, reported effect size with no adverse effects such as probiotic sepsis. Um, this study adds to the evidence supporting the routine supplementation of probiotic in infants born very preterm or 
very low birth weight. Further studies need to focus on the optimal length of therapy, additional NICU populations that may benefit, and other effective probiotic and symbiotic combinations, i.e., should we start using this more routinely in the kids who are getting 40 hours of antibiotics? All that stuff, I guess that's mm. what they're, they're hinting at. Very interesting. Yeah, I think so. I thought it was a good paper. Very interesting. Yeah, no, I, it's always important, right? When we get, we got some big papers, we start implementing it in real life, right? Um, what does that look like? So. Yeah, because I think many people are like, well, do you mix it in the milk room? Do you have a separate space? Sure. Uh, do you... Do you flush the tube afterwards because it sort of sticks to the tubing? Like sure. these are these are things that sometimes you can get lost in those big mid analyses or or sometimes yeah. in these trials. So I think yeah, and I, I especially you know like in our unit we'll say like the 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 docs will get together and say we we're we, we're going to roll this out. We're going to start. And then the nurses are like, how? But how? <laughs> <laughs> and they're yeah. like, what about this and this and this and this? And you're like, I did not think about any of it. Yeah, it's like me me in the kitchen. It's like, hey, you mix the ingredients together, you bring it to the table, and it's great, right? And I was like, yeah, that's not how it works. But uh, <laughs> but I think what's interesting also is that um, it's nice because you may think, you know, like maybe you are a relatively smaller unit. Maybe you are not like mm-hmm. the nationwide Boston Children's of the World with hundreds and hundreds of babies each day. And you're like, all right, so like I'm a smaller unit. How do I do this? That experience from this unit in North Texas is extremely valuable, mm-hmm. extremely valuable. Yeah. And sharing our protocols, right? Which, you know, they're like, they're like a state secret, like heavy, heavily guarded when, you know, the yeah. goal for all of us, right, is just to help more babies. So Yeah. Yeah. This podcast is intended to be purely for entertainment and informational purposes and should not be construed as medical advice. If you have any medical concerns, please see your primary care professional. Thank you.